I'm Megan Lawrence, and welcome to the Wild Leaders Podcast. Wild stands for Whole and Intentional Leader Development, and in this episode, you'll be listening to one of our Wild Conversations. Wild Conversations are interactive virtual experiences every Friday for one hour with leaders from around the country. It's no cost to join or attend, and you can sign up by visiting wildleaders.org backslash wildconversation. You can also listen on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please follow us and subscribe. Wild Conversations are led by our founder and CEO, Dr. Rob McKenna. Named one of the top 30 IO psychologists alive today, Dr. McKenna is passionate about developing leaders and transforming the way we see people in our organizations. As he will tell you, we have the tools at our fingertips to invest in our people in ways that are meaningful to them and will get the results we need. 30 years of research has taught us how much people learn and grow on the job. We have what it takes to create rich learning environments for the people we lead, and all we have to do is begin to act on what we know. Thanks for joining this wild conversation. What do you do when the pressure to go faster does a hostile takeover of what you know you should do for the long-term health of, health of your organization or your people? What do you do when the pressure to go faster does a hostile takeover of what you know you should do for the long-term health of your organization or for your people? You hire wild leaders is what you do. You call Dr. Daniel Hallett. I'm... Uh, Kind of kidding about that. But what I, what I mean, that's a big question, right? What do you do when you feel that pressure? And here's, here's, here's where I want to start. I want to level the playing field. Every team that we are working with, leadership team, organizational team, is really busy. Every team we're, we're working with has, is facing tremendous pressure to go faster. The only teams that aren't, and there are a couple of examples, are those who are somehow subsidized, so their work is subsidized, so there is not that frantic pace, or they work for a nonprofit, which was funded by a healthy, or, sorry, a wealthy business person who has now thought that they're going to serve this way. And the, the, uh, I, I think the general theme there is that their work is subsidized. They don't feel that pressure, maybe. And even in some of those places, they feel the pressure as well. But here's my point. My point is that that pressure to go faster does not make you different. And I also want you to hear that I'm not minimizing the pressure that you feel for accelerating growth. I think for some of us, we're in a season where growth acceleration is like this necessity. Like we have to grow. We have to find a way to grow from nothing to something or uh, from something to a much, a much larger, larger thing. And so this, this whole thing around accelerating growth is such a fascinating, fascinating topic to uh, have a chance to dig into. Um, we actually had a leader say to us this last week, this is a senior executive who said, what do you do when you're going so fast you are creating your own weather? I love that. What do you do when you're going so fast that you're, some of you are like, I'm looking at your faces and some of you are like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're creating your own weather, like roll with that. It's so interesting. So here's the headline. The headline is this. What would it mean to accelerate growth with purposeful, connected intent as opposed to accelerating growth for the sake of compulsive, selfish pressure? Accelerating growth um, 
with purposeful connected intent over accelerating growth for the sake of compulsive, selfish pressure. And here is the reality is that most of us don't roll this way a lot of the time. And I think that the, the reality is I want to, I want to normalize that. Cause I, and as Daniel said, I am, I am not the person who's here to say like, here are the top five tips that I have mastered and, and now go do this and you'll be good. Not that some of you know uh, so much about this, this, this topic and content that I want you to bring to the conversation, but I do want to normalize that is that most of us don't roll this way and listen to this. This is what, what, as I was preparing for this over the week, most of us don't roll this way, especially when the margins get tight. Especially when the margins get tight. And margins, I, you, you know already that I don't mean just financial margins. I mean all the margins. When different margins, relational capital gets tight, resourcing, time to breathe. <laughs> um, you know, our, our job prospects get tight. Um, there's all kinds of deadlines, those kinds of things where we reduce, we reduce the margin and then we will not, we, we reduce our capacity to move forward with or to accelerate growth with purposeful connected intent. Um, and we start to move toward that whole compulsive selfish pressure. Um, I want to also mention this, accelerating growth does not mean that growth or acceleration are good or bad, but that we, that we might be able to be thinking of it with more intent more about when to accelerate or grow as opposed to acceleration for the sake of acceleration. And I will say that one of my common experiences across the organizations that we're working with, and if you look at even the narrative out there, because it's interesting, this is not all that popular of a topic right now. We don't hear these words as commonly as we did maybe a couple of years ago, but that, but that so often it's just, we kind of throw out our business is growing. Our business is going to grow. Our organization is growing. And I think that that's getting us to think beyond that is where, where we're going to try to go today. If you think about accelerating growth as not good or bad, it actually, I would suggest, is more like a gas pedal than a stick of dynamite. So think about it that way. It's more about a choice of when to accelerate than it is about a stick of dynamite. Last week, we talked about that, that concept that a leader's job is to manage the pressure cooker when we were talking about leading through conflict. Um, and leveraging conflict, we talked about that. And so I think one of the ways you manage the pressure cooker is, is having that awareness that there is a gas pedal. There is a time to push and there might be a time to take your foot off that pedal. Um, next week, we're gonna, it's, this topic of learning agility is very related to this. And I'm going to save most of that, con that content because that concept of that actually started my, my uh, connection and friendship with uh, Dr. Harvey, who's going to be here next week, started because I was on a panel that was all about accelerating learning which got me thinking a few years back, you know, about the concept of acceleration when it's related specifically to learning. So we'll, we'll talk more about that next week. But before I get into uh, some sort of, let's bring this to the, you know, let's, let's land this plane and, and give us some ways to move forward. I want to give you a couple of things to think about that struck me this week. And the first thing is this, is uh, faster for the sake of faster, um, and when we do it that way, that it almost always increases our risk exponentially. When we do faster for the sake of faster or growth for the sake of growth. And I'm just telling you, that is the common narrative we hear from business leaders all the time is if they're in a growing season, it's this, it's just grow. I'm here to grow my business. And, and there's something more than that, I think. So every Monday night, um, I mountain bike. I don't know why I still mountain bike because I go with a bunch of midlife men. 
Um, and my children, my sons do not ride bikes. I think it's basically because those of us who grew up in the 70s and 80s riding bikes just continue to ride bikes. But I mountain bike every Monday night. I probably shouldn't because it's there is a risk involved. But this week, I did more than mountain bike. I actually was kind of an ex-gamer, if you know what that is. Because Wednesday, I went skiing also. I was really proud of myself because it's like, oh, look at dude mountain bikes. And then he skied on Wednesday. Um, and so I thought, first of all, I thought, am I going to be able to do this? I woke up Wednesday morning not feeling great, as the wild team knows. And I was thinking, you know, I don't even know if I should be going skiing. I'm going for the, uh, the twilight hours starting at 2 p.m. But I go skiing. And I go skiing with three of the uh, two of the people that I actually mountain bike with. And I got to tell you that there is a healthy pressure among us, a healthy, com healthy competitive pressure, both when we bike and when we ski, as I found Wednesday, to go faster. And uh, Wednesday evening, I'd skied for, you know, a, a few hours. And then uh, I was at this point where I was realizing that uh, I don't know if those of you who have skied before know what I'm talking about. My thighs were done. Like, I don't mean like a little bit done, like done. And I'm, I'm a good enough skier that I can keep, my legs will continue to kind of do what their habit is. I have a horrible fear. That's a very possible reality that I'm going to catch a ski somewhere. And skis are like not, do not belong on a person's feet when they're going fast anyway. And if you catch a ski wrong, you know what it does to your knee? Like I've seen this happen with friends. So I got, I was getting to this point where my knees are, my legs are gone. One of my friends who's particularly competitive was really choosing to go fast. I think it's because he doesn't go as fast on a bike, so he was kind of stepping up his game. And that was actually kicking in my competitive juices. And I'm like, but I, I'm telling you, I'm at that point where I have almost zero energy left in my legs, but I've still got this compulsion to go faster. And mostly because I wanted to keep up, to be honest. And I was getting to the point where I thought, where, where what was happening is that the hill was taking over. Like the whole concept of learning, by the way, that's all, you know, so much of what we're about is that whole concept of learning and developing related to leaders. That was so far in the past. Like this is all about just, just going faster to keep up and somehow comparing myself to my friend. Yes, I have not grown up past this. I, that is an immaturity that I will continue to work on, I promise. But at this point now, I'm along for the ride. Um, and I just, I, I thinking about this, we were working with a couple of teams this week, specifically in the space of learning agility for their organization. And I think, how many of us experienced this? Going faster for the sake of going faster. Um, how many of us have felt this before? At moments where we move uh, from performing at a high level to going faster and faster for the sake of the pace that causes us to move from a learning moment to an intense moment of performance. And the faster we go, the closer we come to a crash derailment or even blowing it all up whether it's the pressure of our business the leaders around us or on the whole system of our lives including our families and friends going faster without intention and knowing when to stop and to or to pause or to just slow down a bit or to take a break is dangerous for all we've all been there some of us are there now and when it comes to learning <laughs> We'll talk about learning agility next week related to all that. The cost of this can be really huge. That concept of, of just growth for the sake, accelerating growth for the sake of not thinking about what's going on there. So I think this is, this is um, the first thing I want us to just think about. Is just to normalize this experience. We feel this. But what would it mean to continue to move, but to move with intent? 
and possibly to continue to grow and to, and to think about what acceleration of growth looks like, but to do it with intent as opposed to just saying, we're going to grow this thing. Um, here's the second thing I, I just want to mention is that sometimes we are accelerating simply because we have better things to do. It's just like, let me get this out of the way. Um, and my example of this from this last week is so funny. My son is taking a piano class because it's the only elective that was available. I'd like to be proud of my son and say, he just loves music. But he took, he's taking piano. And so I'm listening to him and I happen to have this old uh, electric piano that he's, you know, is that what you call it? He's busted out, you know, he's playing in, in his room. And this week the assignment was Ode to Joy. I don't know if most of you know the tune to Ode to Joy, but this is the way it goes in my head. I see some of you like nodding along. Like that's the way it's supposed to sound, right? And at some point, like he has to play this in front of his teacher. And so he's been practicing. He calls my wife in there. I'm the, I'm the horrible dad because I'm just like, I want to just correct all of this. But what's going on in his room is what I hear is this. <laughs> Start over. Frustration. <laughs> it's just, it's all over the map. It's like, and I'm in, I'm, I'm actually in bed at this point. Cause I'm first of all, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. But the second thing I want to yell out is that's not the way it goes. But there was a sense in which he just wants to get it over with and like move past it. And it, it's interesting. Right? I was thinking about, uh, I think I talked to Dr. Halleck about this this week. Cause thinking about the way that like, what is the cadence that that song is supposed to be played that fits with what my son is trying to get done is <laughs> a really interesting kind of equation when you think about growth. Like, what is that? What does that cadence look like? What would it mean to discover the pace that, that, that includes what the song is supposed to sound like, but doesn't make it all about what the sound is supposed to sound like? So it also includes my son's, my son's thinking about his own, own learning. And it's so interesting. The pressure that we fail at, face in that is so interesting. So the, the third thing is this. You know what, what has come up so often in my conversations about growth is the word scale. I want you to think for a moment about your, your, your definition of the word scale. Those of us who use business speak often, uh, I have to use that D voice. I don't really have a radio voice, but if I had one, scale. That concept of scale, like what is scale? And why do, why do we talk about it so often related to growth? But here's what's interesting about the definition of scale. Scale is preparation for growth. Scale is, is preparation for growth. It is not growth in and of itself. And I think so often we have this, we, we throw these words around, but thinking about what it means for us to, to scale is for us to, what it means for us to prepare for the possibility of growth. The possibility of, and I would say also the possibility of accelerated growth. Um, and there is so much pressure we have uh, to get going or to, to keep up that we, we've, we've already gotten behind. That's another, another sort of failure of margin. And that, again, what I would say is that decreased margins will force us to accelerate when scale might have given us a choice. If scale is that preparation for growth, that scale might have given us a choice. And the examples of this are, are so, there are so many examples of this. I mean, it isn't just about business, by the way. What we face so often is people who come into a career moment where they have scale would have meant 
moving forward with purposeful intent earlier. So they were scaling and getting ready for that growth opportunity that was coming as opposed to now I'm just trying to get a job. And, and if you back this whole back this whole machine up from that individual, now you think about what is an organization? It's a bunch of individuals together. So a lack of preparation, a lack of scaling thinking is a lack of that preparation for that growth that's going to occur that happens in every, in every individual's life. And you back that up into an organization, you put a bunch of people in a season of massive speed and acceleration of growth without scale, without thinking about scale, now we all have a problem, right? Like someone once asked me, they said, what is, what is the biggest challenge that people face when they come to Wild Leaders to work with you all? And I, I said, the best I could say was, we all fail to prepare well. We just don't, we don't do that as well as we could. If we stepped back with intent and we, when we did have margin, and I'm not saying we can't catch up, like that's the reality most of us live in, but it would mean this, it would mean to slow down enough. We have people, we have teams that we're working with that will say, our, our team members say that's the process being with, like as together as a team, working through our, our whole and intentional leader development is one of the best things they're doing. And they still feel pressure to not be to not be present when those moments come. And we've realized, I think one of the things our team has realized is a lot of what we're doing is help people not stop. Because so often what, what leaders will say is, oh, then the answer is I need to learn to, when to say no. You know what I'm talking about in terms of like slowing down the, the speeding train is like, I just need to learn to say, and I think that's not necessarily the answer. The answer might be to think of, to, to slow down enough to realize there's a choice to slow down within the rhythm of what you're doing and to move forward with intent and to think there might, there might be another, there might be actually a different option than yes or no. Um, because we certainly wouldn't want to become an organization where everyone's just saying no all the time, but could we look for other options? Could we slow down enough not to pause even or to stop, but to say in the rhythm of our business, could we slow down enough? So, so think about this, the, the concept of, of when it comes to accelerated growth, first of all, as you've heard me say is, is to, to approach it more like, this is knowing when to grow and it's about that preparation to grow. It's about thinking about scale before growth comes is what might be one of the most, most critical things that we do. And it's the concept really of moving well um, as, as one of the most powerful things of moving well. And think about it this way. I, I know that, uh, I, that, that Navy, Navy SEAL teams, think they talk about this. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. I, this, I, when I was thinking about this this morning and thinking about you all, I got a little choked up, I got to tell you, because I thought about this. What if in every area of my life, as a leader and as a person, I moved with purposeful, connected intent? If I knew why I was moving, if I knew who I was and for whom I was moving, and if I knew, I, I knew the specific way I was going to move, that's that strategic part that fits with who I am, that fits the cadence and the right pace of not only the organization, but the people around me, but also for me. And that takes a moment of pause. And I thought, oh, man, do I want that for every one of us this morning? What would it take to move like that? If you've ever seen like a, a Navy a SEAL team move, and I did some reading on this, listen to this, it was like, Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Some of you have heard that before. But you know what they also say? 
and I hope this isn't morbid, but they also say this, but also too slow is dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like too slow is dangerous, but it's also interesting what they'll say is too fast. And there's a good chance you'll be extended without intention. There's a, there's a good chance that your flanks will be covered or won't be covered. And what's interesting about it is moving with purposeful connected intent would mean a, a greater understanding of who I am, of, of why I'm here in the first place, of who I am and who you are, that kind of connection. And then also with intent to, to move at a pace and in a way that actually fits. And we've talked about this even in our wild strategy. What is, what is the pace strategically that we choose in terms of our, the community of people that we're a part of with you? And what would it take to do this? So here's what I want to have you think about is, is that this is really about this, this choice of knowing when to apply the gas or to let, to let off that gas. That's the, the starting place. And so here are the three questions. And I hope this doesn't feel like a derailment from accelerated growth because it's so connected to growth. And that concept of when to make those choices is to begin with this. Why are you here? Who are, who are you and who do you serve? And how are you going to serve them best? What is the cadence that is you? Because this is, this is bringing it back to that concept of whole. Whole and intentional leader development as it relates to accelerating growth requires leaders and members, every person who know themselves, but having a team and building a culture of that kind of moment is key, like so that, so that we could actually be making those choices in real time so we don't blow out our knees as we ski. <laughs>